It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to Wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Hey everybody, welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. I'm Becca Winker, also known as at BeccaMVP on Twitter. Here with me, my bestie, haven't talked to him in like what seems like 10 years. Hmm. We're finally back, we're reunited, Quentin Mayo at T-O-Q-M underscore. He's been avoiding me, but now he's back. No, 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 no. That's not true. Reunited and it feels so good. And we came back on a good note. The Wizards. We did. They win. Um, Wall scores 30. It's lovely. Just to uh, catch you guys up, Wizards won last night. 102-88 versus the Brooklyn Nets. It was good to get that win considering they beat us last time we played them. We did have a two-game losing streak to the Pelicans and the Sixers. The Sixers. Oh, my gosh. How can I forget? Like, it just happened. Yeah, Um, it literally was two nights ago. Crazy. So, basically, first of all, you'll have to excuse me because I'm just coming off a cold. Uh, Quentin just rolled out of bed, so we're kind of um, trying to catch up, wake up. Basically... We, one, beat the Rockets. We thought, well, I thought maybe we were going to start building our momentum. Quentin and I fought on Twitter a little bit. Yeah. That's, we, we were just talking about this. This is what this has come to. We don't, we're not happy anymore. We just, we don't speak. We just fight each other on Twitter. That's um, pretty we much Twitter counseling at this point. Like we, we need someone to come intervene and, and look at both sides to see just what's going on with us on Twitter. This team is taking a toll on our relationship. Absolutely. And we are just fighting all the time. It's terrible. They lost to the Sixers. They lost to the Pelicans. And just to catch you up on those games, they didn't do great. The effort was not there. They, I mean, we didn't even have podcasts on those games because, personally, I felt like they didn't deserve podcasts. There was nothing to say. You can just look at the stat sheet and you can just tell that the team was not there. Yeah. So, that I was that. Last think, night, we got a win. So I think it was funny how I saw this article coming from uh, one of the Philadelphia Beat reporters. And I think the headline for Twitter was, 
the win over the Wizards, there were no takeaways. So let's talk about stuff that actually matters. And it was saying, like, um, was it Ben Simmons wow. with the headband, the pregame handshakes? Like, it was a whole bunch of random stuff. So you're basically saying, like, you beat the Wizards, but who cares? It's the Wizards. So that, the Wizards have gotten to that point. Like, that's their MO around the league is they're just a team that— It was like, expected. Yeah, you beat like, that the team. the Wizards is an automatic win. It's just like so. the Cavs. Like, you beat the Cavs, now we're on that level. You beat the Wizards, who cares? That's what you're supposed to do. Wow. So. Well, that's great. Um— <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of how I feel about the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I expected this win despite the poor performance from this team. So I know Quinn doesn't like it when I praise the team on Twitter Mm because he knows knows that they don't uh, necessarily deserve it. But um, it was a good win. They showed effort. I just want to talk about somebody. Markeith Morris, Mm. coming off the bench, he has been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. 15 points in the fourth quarter, 20 points in the game. And he's been producing similar numbers in the past few games. I mean, I know he's not, I'm sure he's not thrilled about coming off the bench, but he has taken this role in really making it work for this team. Yeah, it was good to see him rebound. Uh, last night, especially after going, what, I think he went one for 10 on Friday against Philly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we all know Markeith. Like, when Markeith is going, he's really one of those X-Factor guys. Like, Bill and Wall can do their thing, but they all the Wizards need that third guy to do their thing for them to even, you know, to be competitive. And when Markeith is that guy, and when he gets on fire, and when he's hitting threes, and when he's in the post shooting those fadeaways, and he's bodying down low, that's what they need. It's just that when he goes off, he brings that attitude on offense and defense, and it's easier for the Wizards to get W, and that's what you saw last night from Markeith. He had a plus-minus of 17, which was the wow. best. The yeah. best on the team. So that worked out great. Um, something else I'd like to point out is Bradley Beal played 42 minutes and 32 seconds. Becca, you know how I feel about... You already know how I feel like... I already know what you're going to say, but we have to We have to talk about this. Oh, my gosh. I thought that we got Jeff Green and Austin Rivers so we wouldn't have to overwork Bradley Beal and John Wall. John Wall played 36 minutes, almost 37 last night. So that was, I mean, it's okay. Otto Porter played 37 minutes. And had seven points. I know. I, I know. So what? I'm just trying to figure out why are we overworking Beal. It, it's just like he barely gets a break, you know? Like, he has no – Scott Brooks has no choice. He really – he has no choice. Like, at first I was like, look, you got to get some rotation. You got to do that. You got to disperse these minutes between the players. At this point, this team is just not good enough, especially off the bench, to – for Bill not to play 35 plus, for Wall not to play 35 plus, like this is just what it is, and it's sad because it's like des- you're in desperation mode in December, the first, well in November. This is not like we're after All Star break and you got to make that final push. They're trying to get to 500 and they're playing Wall and Bill 36 minutes, 37 minutes. It's 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 really ridiculous. It's crazy, well, but he has no choice. To me, because towards the end of the game, I mean Bradley Beal was still in there. I mean to just take him out. Like what's the point? Of overworking him at the end of the game when we were already up, you know? Like, we were already, basically, we had the win. Like, why why do that to him? And, you know, he he produced 22 points last night, and that's great. 
But, you know, that's that's expected of him. You know, I, I just don't get it. I, I'm not sure. Brooks has always made some, you know, questionable coaching decisions. But, um, like, like you said, part of me is just like, I mean, he has no other option. Like, you show, th- doing this shows that he doesn't trust his bench. He doesn't trust the other guys to go out there and execute. He's, oh, excuse me, he's going with the guys he knows. He's going with Wall and Bill. He knows that they give the Wizards the best shot night in and night out to, to get a W. And when you can't trust the guys that you brought in for this specific reason, this is a team that the, the, the starters had the most um, minutes played in the postseason for years. Like, so when you bring in Austin Rivers, it looks good in principle in the offseason saying, well, we can bring in Austin. These are the best backups that the Wizards have ever had. These are the best backups that John and Bill have ever had. And they're going out there and they're off to a slow start early, early on this season. And it's just like, well, what else can you do? You can't just bring in any other players. You just got to play the guys that want to be out there and want to compete and do it the best. And that's why Wall and Bill are playing these minutes, these crazy minutes. <laughs> I, I can't do it anymore. I can't. I, I just... I don't know what else to do. Um, I don't... I, I'm not sure. This is just wild to me. Mm-hmm. This whole team is wild. This season has been wild. This is the first season where I'm doing a podcast, and it has been the craziest season. Yeah. We've been in the headlines. We've been losing. It, it's just... It's a it, hard life for us Wizards fans. It's very crazy. It's very crazy, but... You know, someday it's going to pay off. Hard work always pays off. When is this going to pay off? I feel like I've been a Wizards fan my whole life, and the only time it paid off is when we got into the second round, Quentin. The second round. Hey, that's very true. This team is plateaued. We were one minutes away from the Eastern Conference Finals. Who who knows what would have happened in that series? Oh, my gosh. gosh. You know what LeBron would (laughs) have done to those Wizards? Oh, my goodness. But yeah. So I think December 15th is when we have like the trade date, I guess, like start making trades. I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but You're talking about the trade deadline? Yeah. I I mean, I guess. I'm not really sure where I got that number from. <laughs> I'm so professional today, guys. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, do you see anything happening with this team trade-wise? I'm or management-wise, or coach-wise. All I see is rumors, but I, I can, rumors. I can tell you with confidence. I don't believe Ted gives Ernie the ability to make any decisions, like in terms of roster moves, while he's remaining with this team. I don't know what's taking so long for him to be removed from his position. I don't know what's going on upstairs. I just don't see. I see a lot of rumors, but I can't imagine any moves being made with the state of this team right now and if Ernie Grunfeld is at the helm of it. Now, if Ted does something and he comes out and says, you know, I'm the one who pulled the trigger on it or me and my team or my interim, whatever, whatever, then I'll be like, okay, I respect it. I just don't see any players being moved unless the, the package is just so, so good that, you know, nobody could turn it down. Like, I've seen some some auto porter packages out there from the Sacramento Kings that have been too good to be true. And I'm like, yo, if the Sacramento Kings are offering that, I mean, my little cousin could pull the trick on that trade. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's not that hard. I've seen some like 
it's like a big cap relief. You send Otto and like Jan Mahimi and then get back a whole bunch of one-year deals and Willie Cully style. Like, of course, of course the Wizards would do that. But the Kings are not that stupid to, to make that decision, especially with their, the way their team is structured right now and their success and how young and good they are all around. Like, I don't think they'd pull that. They make that trade and send a lot of their key pieces to the Wizards for that fat contract. Like, I know they were interested in him, but I don't see that happening. So I don't see any trades happening. I do think um, Scott Brooks stays the remainder of the season. I do not think Ernie Grunfeld stays for the remainder of the season. Bold predictions. I guess yeah. we'll have to see what happens there. Hot takes. Um, hot takes on a Sunday. That's hot takes. It is Sunday. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more Wizards um, talk. And we're going to discuss the schedule and what the situation is at hand. Stick around. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network. It's Becca, Quentin, just another podcast Sunday. We got a win last night, but um, in my opinion... It was expected. The Nets were not shooting well at all. 37% field goal percentage. Um, Wizards had 51. Great. I expect, I I mean, this was expected. The Wizards kept their turnovers down, which is something that I'm happy about. 13, which led to only 10 Nets points. The Nets had 19 turnovers, which led to 20 Wizards points. I mean... The Wizards, they came out, they did their thing, they got the win. Um, if this was any other team playing, I think they would have struggled more. So, I'm not going to complain a win is a win, but to me, it was expected. So You know how the I Rockets, I did, at The <clears throat> Rockets, I didn't expect, so I'm going to give them credit for the Rockets. The Rocket, Quentin did the Rocket podcast, so I'm catching <laughs> up because I was so sick this week. Um, could barely speak. But now that I have my voice back, I just want to say, like, Wizards, congrats on the Rocket win. You really um, did yourself a disservice by losing two games in a row. Sixers and Pelicans. Um, Anthony Davis, what can you do? Um, Sixers, they're the better team. It's obvious. But um, you lost, and you won last night, so thanks for that. Yeah. I'm, like, a big, like... I'm really getting a mantra on Twitter of, like, the negative Nancy. You're being mean. Yo, they're calling me mean. I'm being attacked. because I don't like you on Twitter. And I don't understand. I'm just, I don't know what I'm turning into, but I'm just a realist. Like, I, my only point was that the Rockets weren't a very good team. But past that, you know, since I made that statement, people have been like, oh, you don't give them credit, blah, 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 blah. And then I come over and I'm looking at this Nets win and I'm like, yo... This is similar to the Rockets. The Nets have lost what their six of their last seven. Um, right. They've been on a. They're actually in the midst. They were in the midst of a five-game losing streak. They're seven to five at home, but lost nine of eleven on the road. So I'm saying, like, and then this team was out with was without one of their top three-point shooters, which was um, right. what was his name, Karis LeVert. He dislocated his foot on November 12th. So 
since then, they've lost eight of their ten games. So when they had them, they beat the, the Wizards. And when they lost them, they lost. And they've been on a terrible losing streak. He's one of the best shooters in the NBA. So um, I'm just saying, y'all know the Wizards are good enough to beat an undermanned, not as talented, young, not as fundamentally sound team like Brooklyn. They're, they're, they're good against some, some questionable competition. But then, you know, they play some some decent teams. Like this Knicks game is going to be something to see coming up because the Knicks aren't they don't they aren't trash anymore. They have Trier who's not afraid to play against John Wall. He he has a lot to say for John Wall. He's good to the cup. He's very versatile. So this team they're not even full strength and they've been like kind of like the laughing stock of the NBA since Carmelo left or even when he was there. But this team fights hard. They fight hard. And uh, they got a few players that are former Wizards, or a former Wizard, that like to show off against the Wizards. You saw what uh, Tim Frazier did when he saw the Wizards come in his home floor. Now you got your boy um, Burke. Uh, he's going to be showing off. He took the cornrows out, so now he's in full he's in full uh, troll mode. So, we got to see. I'm, it. like, begging Trey Burke to come back here. I never thought I'd see the day. They're not never. coming back. No way. No player wants to come I back know, to DC. I know, but I want him to. When he was here, I, I, I just I liked same him. with Tim Frazier. And now I'm like, okay, Tim, like I see what you can do. Like, you ready to come back now? Like it's like being in jail. He was locked okay. up. <laughs> he he left. He left jail and now he's flourishing. He got a job now. He's looking good. His skin is I clearer. Feel like, okay. His skin is clear. Yes. Um he's flourishing. Like, Alexa, play Thank You Next. Like, right. He's like, mm, can't be bothered with y'all. I'm back in NOLA, and I'm killing it. I'm with yeah. Anthony Davis. You think I need you guys? Mm-mm, no. Nope. Yeah, that's how he's feeling. So, Quentin is the negative Nancy. Hey. Give it to me. Did you hear that? Is that dad? My Alexa Your Alexa's started really... talking because I said Alexa. <laughs> she was really about to play the song. Wow. <clears throat> I need an Alexa. Alexa, stop talking. I'm doing a podcast. Hmm, I'm not sure. <laughs> What'd she say? I'm not sure? Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> She's giving me attitude today. Yeah. Anyways. I'm not quite sure how to help you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're keeping all that in. We're keeping all that in. What is wrong with her? Hey. She has no manners. I'm about to turn. I'm about to unplug her. She wants to Anyways. be on the podcast. She wants to be on the podcast. You she wants bring to be her on the podcast so bad. I told her no. I said not today, but she just can't control it. Yeah. Okay. You're the negative Nancy. I'm the positive Peter, apparently. We're two extremes. That's why we're on the same podcast, I guess. Oh, my God. We're like, that. that's what I'm saying. Undisputed, like. Skip and Shannon. Shannon and Skip. Yeah we're, yeah. we're like that for the Wizards. That's what people um, kind of tell us on Twitter. That's crazy. I never we thought I'd see myself get this kind of feedback. I mean, it's only from, like, one person or two. Most people respect my opinions. But oh, most people. Yeah, most people do respect. Let me tell my you, this guy went off on Twitter for the Rockets, and yeah. everybody was getting a piece of Quentin. I don't that know if it great. was everybody. It was like no, it was like everybody. It was you. I can't remember the one guy that he's been knowing me ever since I started, and then this one other guy. Okay, it was like four <clears throat> or five people. It might have been four or five people, but since then, it's just been one consistently. Has it been me? It has not been you. Okay, good. Not been you. But your haters are your motivators, you know. Think Stephen That's A has fair. all love from him? Nah, people hate Stephen A. But he's one of the best to do it. Mm-hmm. Dude, 
Quentin thinks he's like a crossbreed between like Skip Bayless and Stephen A. No, 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 not Skip. I love to be Stephen A. Give me Stephen A. and the niceness of David Aldridge. David Aldridge is such a nice guy. I know, right? I love him. So, yeah, I'm probably gonna email him today just because he's such a great guy. So yeah, oh, I'll be gosh. a David Aldridge, Stephen, Stephen A. Smith love child. I'll take that. I don't know what I'm gonna be. I'm just here. Becca, I'm, you're you're Becca. Like you're you're paving your own path. You're your own crossbreed. That's that's all we need. You're crossbreeding yourself. We'll take. I'm crossbreeding myself. I'm just like the wizard soccer mom. Like, yeah. I'm just gonna you know. You're crossbreed oh. of Jason Smith, and uh, a white Shannon Sharp. A white <laughs> Shannon Sharp. That hey, makes... when I get a spray tan, I don't know how white I look. Just FYI. Oh yeah, but you, you did get pretty tan. Yeah. I'm a little um, pale right now, so but good. that's okay. It's winter time. It's winter time. You don't need to be that tan. Can we just talk about how John Wall went out in the media the other game and straight up said he does not respect the referees? What are we gonna do here, Becca? We were having such a great conversation just now. I know, but you know, I, I gotta, I gotta address this. This has been on my mind. This is why people call me negative because you give, you throw me these alley oops of like topics that you know I'm gonna pop off at. And then next thing I know, I'm doing a 360 negative dunk. Like, it's crazy. I don't... You know what? You let's, c- let's take a quick break. Yeah, there we and go. When we come back, we're going we're gonna to give you the um, floor to discuss what you really think about John Wall's comments. Stick around. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, welcome back to Locked On Wizards. Part of Locked On Network, it's me, Becca. I'm here with my co-host, uh, David Aldridge, and um, <laughs> who, uh, who else are you? Who uh, you say you David Aldridge and Stephen A. Yeah, I'm here with my co-host, the crossbreed between two amazing reporters. Yeah. So I just asked him, I dropped a bomb on him before we took a break, basically asking him what he thought about John Wall's comments saying basically that he flat out does not respect the referees. He's been in this league for a while, and it's just not, he's not with it. John, let me talk to you real quick. Brother to brother, man to man, I got a couple things to say. First things first, the more you cry about calls, the more likely it is that you're not going to get them. The more you, you, more you pick at the referees, they're not going to feel inclined to give you the benefit of the doubt all of a sudden, especially when you're not like LeBron James. You're not LeBron. You're not James Harden. You're not those elite level guys, those MVP caliber guys. You're not those guys. You're like the second tier under that. You're a really, 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 really good point guard. Arguably the best point guard in the East, but you're not a LeBron James. So you're not, you can't keep saying you dis- you don't respect these guys and ask for these calls because they're not going to give it to you. Secondly, 
This is one time when I'll bring in Kyrie Irving in reference to something that John Wall oh used to do better. Oh my god, you are not going there. I'm going there, but this this I am so back mad. up. Back, Kyrie you need, Irving is my trigger word. You don't even know what I'm about to say. You just you don't okay, know. Fine, I'll give you a chance. One thing when we all know that John Wall is one of the best finishers in the league. Mm-hmm. That's right. The best finishing one of the best finishing point guards, if not the best finishing point guard in the NBA. Mm-hmm. One thing that John Wall does night in and night out is that when he goes to the rim, he's looking for a call immediately when he goes up. Instead of focusing on just getting the basket first, and if you get a foul call, you get a foul call in the end one. One thing you see from Kyrie Irving, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, these these guys that are pretty good finishers as well, great finishers, they go up and they just wanna they just wanna get a bucket. They don't care if they get hit or not. And they typically get the call without flailing their arms and doing all this stuff. Kyrie Irving is one of the most acrobatic finishers. Steph Curry as well. They get foul calls. So is John. But, and but and he John. Doesn't, but he, he doesn't need, you know, he, he doesn't need to wait for the call. He wants a call as soon as he gets touched, and that takes his focus off of finishing. And I just so don't you understand. I think he needs to focus on his finishing rather than flailing and waiting yes, for the... Yes, yes. How many... I agree. Next game. The next game we watch. I said I tweeted this picture out. He was arguing with the referee. Next game you watch, see how many times he does the two hands in the air, look around after he's been on the ground for three seconds and his team is all the way going the other way. Already going the other way. Just look how many times he's asked for a call. You can't you can't keep doing that. If I if I come to this podcast every single time and be like, Becca, you gotta respect me more on this podcast. And I say it on air every single and then behind and then I go on Twitter and say, Becca doesn't respect me. And I'm serious, Becca doesn't respect me. She doesn't give me the respect that I deserve. You're gonna be like, yo, this dude just keeps calling me out. I don't like how he's calling me out. He's tre- he's being rude to me. I'm not I'm not gonna respect him anymore. But if I take you aside and say, you know, Becca, I need to bring my A game, and I say that that's the reason our our podcast isn't successful. If I just you'd be like, yo, what is he talking about? But if I said after or before show that, you know, Becca, I feel like you should show me some more respect. I feel like this podcast can be very very good if we just you know came on the same page. I'm gonna do my best, and you do your best, and we'll be successful. And you'd be like, you know what? I respect the way he came to me like that. Maybe I am acting a little biased towards him in my actions and my words. Let me let me help him. Let me let me do a little more for him. I feel he's a nice guy. I feel more inclined to help him out. John Wall's not a nice guy right now. He's not he doesn't have that mantra in the NBA. Nobody looks at him as a as a nice guy that respects or deserves calls. And that's why he's not gonna get him. That's and my something for something for me that I notice when he's complaining to the refs. Instead of getting back on defense or, you know, it, it just takes away from the game. Because yeah. the bottom line is, at least for me, what I feel like, no matter how much you complain to the refs, it's not going to change what just happened. It's never going to change what just happened. It's not like, you think the, what do you think the ref is going to do? Like, you get fouled, they don't call it, you get up and flail your arms, and the team is running back on the opposite end. And you go, like, oh, whoa, 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 stop the action. John just told me he got fouled. So we're going to give him his free throws. I missed it. Let's give him his free throws right now 13 seconds after the foul occurred. That's just not going to happen. The refs do not stop the game, and um, unfortunately, it's just not going to happen. But, you know. You got to be respectful about it. Wall's my guy. You know, I'm a positive Peter. I'm, I'm like, freaking happy soccer mom. <laughs> I love John Wall as much as the next guy. But I, I do agree. I think it would be a lot more productive if he just gave up the, fo- you know, I, or changes focus to 
getting those calls, not getting those calls, and just focus on trying to finish and get those points. Because when he does that, if he gets fouled, they will call the foul. Yeah. You know, the ref, they will call it. And I, I just think that now speaking out in the media like that, it's just going to, every time, I feel like every time the refs see him, they're just going to be like, oh, there's Crazy Jay again. It's the guy that doesn't respect like, us. There, there he is. <clears throat> I mean, like, they're going to know what they're going to have to deal with, and they're not going to be pleasant about it. So, And that's yeah, coaching, I, too. Imagine if he had a Steve Kerr. Imagine if he mm-hmm. had a... A Greg Pop. Imagine you had an Eric Spolstra. Those guys would probably look, John. You're an elite talent. You can finish around. The- we know that. We know you're getting fouled. Just focus on finishing. I'll, let me let me handle the referees, the coach. Let me talk to him. That's not true. Let me handle the ref. I'll talk to him. You just go out there and you be the best version of yourself you can be. We all know how great you are at what you do. Let us handle it. You go out there and you play. I'll talk to him. And that and that's and that's it. But when you got a guy that's kind of like he's not. Brooks is not saying anything about it. He's just like, he lets him do whatever on the court. They don't respect John Wall. They don't respect Scott. Scott almost swung on a, on a, on a referee in pre in preseason. So they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to change anything. But if you had a coach like that, that was like, look, don't focus on that. Just change. If you, you need somebody that can change their mindset. They're stuck in a selfish mindset right now of whining, complaining when things don't go their way. And when, um, when things hit the fan, they want to point fingers. Well, you probably wouldn't have to depend on a call from the referee if you didn't turn the ball over six times or you didn't and you give up on defense or not communicate on defense and switch correctly. Like you got to you can't allow the referees to control the game. You have to be good enough so that if a referee makes a bad call, it doesn't impact you that much. And if it does impact you, it's just maybe once every so often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And truthfully, John Wall doesn't need any calls. He doesn't. I mean, like, and my other thing, too, is half the time when he drives to the basket, there's, like, three or four guys standing right under the basket waiting for him. So, of course, you know, you can't just drive just randomly and expect, you know, he's got to wait for the right time. He's got to wait for when he knows, okay, because he knows when he's going to get those calls. John Wall... I mean, he knows when he's going to get those calls. He knows how um, to make the situation go his way. But he he can't just do it randomly and just wait for a call to happen because it's not going to happen. If there's three guys standing under the basket ready to stop you and you flail your arms, you're not going to get a call. <clears throat> I mean, they're waiting for you, John. Yeah. They're waiting for you. <laughs> they're waiting so, for you. They, it's also, they are ready for you. <clears throat> it's also a part of the offense they run. Like, as a referee, when you're watching, you as a referee, you feel more inclined not to call a foul call when you're watching an ISO play every possession. Like, that's, right. ju- that's just the nature of the game. Like, if you're just going one-on-one, every player is just going one-on-one every time, you're not just going to call every foul because they're, go- they're going ISO every time. But if you're doing, if you get a backdoor cut and the guy's late and he reaches and try to foul you or things of that nature, then you get more calls. But ISO... And John is one of those guys we talked about a lot. He goes ISO. He doesn't really trust his teammates enough. And he'll just take it one on three, like you just said. And, and they're not going to give you those calls. They're not going to give you the benefit of the doubt like that. So, But no doubt that he does he does get hit quite often. But you can't say these things and, and do these things and expect the call every time. It's just not going to happen. We're running out of time. But I want to end this pod- podcast on a good note. I saw 
Last night, we had a fast break. It was Morris and Beale. Something that I really wanted to say is that they were on a fast break, and Morris was about to dunk, but he was like, you know what, let me give this to Beal. Passes it to Beal, Beal looks right back at him, and Morris is like, you know what, boy, you get that that basket, kill it. And you know what, like, that's the type of play I'd like to see more. Yeah, unselfish. They're not focused on, unselfish. So, hopefully, we can get more of that. Basketball gods, we're praying to you. <laughs> and on that note, thank you guys so much for listening to Lockdown Wizards, part of the Lockdown Network. I'm Becca, MVP. He's at T-O-Q-M underscore, and we'll see you soon. soon. See you. See you. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.